podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Welcome to a Fatback Force special where we're going to look, have a bit of fun, look ahead at Liverpool versus Manchester United rivalry over the years. We won't worry about the game. Um, no interest in that now at this stage. <laughs> We'll have a look at, at the team. So, yeah, I'm the host, Keith, uh, as usual here. And I'm joined by um, regular Gar Brain below me. Gar, how are you? Hello, Keith. Good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. We're only talking there an hour ago, so we won't waste too much time going over the the. Um, we're representing Liverpool, but we're actually going to be representing Manchester United on this pod. And to join us, on, I've brought on two lads that are Man United fans that are doing their own podcasts, and I'm delighted to be joined by Keen Franey from the. We always get this wrong, Keen. The weekly armchair football kickoff podcast. Podcast. Yeah, it's, it's a mouthful. I don't know how you came up with. That. <laughs> The weekly armchair. Um, it's it's a great pod. I've done a few shows with Kane on there, and and it's brilliant stuff. You know, I do enjoy them. It's good crack. It's respectful stuff as well, which is something that we're big on here. And um, so delighted to have Kane on here for the first time. Yeah, absolutely delighted to be here. And look, it's great to be on kind of a rivals podcast and see the you know, different perspectives from different clubs. Like you know, it's, it's great to see, especially look being a United fan to be to be able to come on Liverpool podcast and be absolutely respectful and cordial. And, and the fact that the topics we have tonight are fantastic. So absolutely delighted to get started. Brilliant, brilliant. And I'm also delighted to be joined by Thomas Elliott from the Offside Trap podcast. Is that right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Keen on yeah, uh, on yeah. balance. Jesus, since the summer. Uh, only kind of a newish podcast, you know, but uh, glad to be on today. I'm glad I'm on this season and not last season anyway. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd accepted the invitation last year, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 funny, isn't it? Um, we've got you on and, and you are in a, a position of strength, but look, it is what it is. There's always next season. I've said, that many a time. <laughs> I've said that many a time. Congratulations on second, by the way, lads. You don't get trouble for that. <laughs> but anyway, look, as as we've as we've said, right, um it it's always respectful in here. The chat is does be it does be hopping and the, the guys in the chat, they love, uh, you know, good opinions, knowledgeable opinions. But if anyone acts the maggot, they'll be getting kicked out. So, um, you know, just just so we're clear on that, there won't be any any nonsense coming going on in the chat. The boys have come on to, to have a bit of crack. And, you know, I think it's only fair that we show a bit of respect as well, you know. So, look, the idea for tonight's pod came to me. I was talking to someone um, uh, I won't name him and shame him, but he, he mentioned to me about, you know, such and such a player. 
Um, I'll name the player. He said to me, he goes, Eric Cantona is, is the greatest player in Premier League history. And I, you know, I nearly fell off my seat. I'm like, Eric Cantona, are you joking me? I says, he's, he's brutal. He's terrible. He's he's a symbol of a player. As an actual player, no, not having them, right? The boys will disagree, but they don't get to pick <laughs> Manchester United on this. We do. Um, but it gave me an idea, really, of how... Um, you know, rival fans see see opposition players, you know. And while I'm joking there about Cantona not, not making the call, it's not that I don't rate Eric Cantona. It's that I rate other players who are in Manchester United's history. And, and I just thought, you know, let's have a little bit of fun and see, you know. So I'll get two Liverpool fans, myself and Gary will represent Liverpool. And we're going to pick what we think is the best Manchester United eleven of the Premier League era. You know, and vice versa, the two lads are going to give us their Liverpool 11s of the Premier League era. And we won't all agree. There'll be, this, there'll be choices in, in each team that will raise hair. I don't have hair, but if I did, it would raise hair. And people in the chat can throw in their suggestions and their opinions, which is which is brilliant, you know. So, um, hold on, we have a... Mohammed's not happy about this. Uh, don't start part off on that No, Chief Cantona, greatest ever Premier player. You're going to roll us up here, man. You didn't listen to what I said, Mohammed. I disagreed with it wholeheartedly. But that's what the sort of thing we're going to... We're just going to look at how the, the, the team see us. So, you know, the, I'll say one thing now, lads. I'm going to be honest. None of the United starting team tonight made it into my team. Um, uh, fair enough. You yeah, know, just, just, just so we, just so we're clear on that. Um, Donny Van Der Beek might have scraped in there now, but you know, well, give you one. We could talk about Donny Van Der Beek all night. Oh, yeah, I am a bit, I am a bit of a fanboy as Keith knows. Yeah, so. <laughs> man below me, and you know, I think how he's treating that lad is a disgrace. You know, but hey, we're not here to. Uh, <laughs> we're not no, here I, to uh, have things. Seventh or eighth in the league, I'd say maybe second. He's doing something right, you know. But uh, yeah, look, he at has time on his side, you know, old Donny. It's true, but you know, it, it's a strange transfer. Before we get stuck into the show, yeah, we'll have a little chat, like because it, it's a strange transfer. It was a strange one I thought at the time because Manchester United bought Bruno Fernandez and had Paul Pogba there, and I just felt where does Donny Van der Beek fit into a team? Because they were also linked tenuously with Thiago at the same time, and you're like, you know, what's the thinking behind this? Like, it, it didn't make sense at the time, and. He just hasn't been given a, a fair crack. Now, this is something you guys will know more about because you'll be following the sort of ins and outs of what's happening on the training ground and in around the club, whereas we look from afar. Gar looks, sorry, he's, he's big into Ajax and the Dutch football, so he, he'd have more of an idea maybe even than me. But, but how do you, what do you think went wrong for Van der Beek at United? You know, before we get stuck in, Thomas, I'll let you go first. What went wrong? Or oh, what's going wrong? Not what, We won't write him off, but what, what's think, going on so far? Yeah, I think, as I said, look, he has time on his hands. You know, it's his first year in England. He's going, obviously, into a United team that I think the, the number one problem is that we signed Bruno Fernandes. You know, I think if Van der Beek comes in ahead of Fernandes, he could have that impact, you know? So that's been the number one thing, playing time. I think me personally watching Van der Beek, feel like he doesn't take enough chances. You know, if he receives the ball, his first thought is, can we play a safe pass? And we play it to a full-back, play it to a centre-back, whatever it may be. And that kills me personally watching him. Um, in his first game, even, I know he only came on a few minutes to go, he was in the box, he was making runs in behind the centre-halves and obviously scored. I preferred him in that position, right yeah. up in behind the striker. Um, but as I said, with Bruno there, it's just not going to happen right now, you know? But I don't actually know where he goes, to be honest with you, Keith. Yeah. I don't know where he plays. It's a tough one. Keen, what about yourself? 
Like, look, I think when you, when you look at the Van der Beek signing, I think he was more of a Ed Woodward kind of signing than a Ali signing. Like, it was moved in the summer. We were looking for Jack Reedish as well as an attacking midfielder as well. Again, look, mm. where would he have played if coming into the club on the left-hand side? But I think he's been a victim this year of Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandez's form as well. Because look, they, I think for the large part of this season, they played very well. And like Donny van der Beek, has also been a victim of our system this season. Um, Ollie's decided to go with two holding midfielders in McTominay and Fred. And he, you know, I think when you look at it that way, in that respect, I think he fancies them from a defensive aspect to cover though that because we don't have a defensive midfielder to do that job of a lone defensive midfielder. Like a Liverpool have a Thiago or City have a Rodri, you know, or Fernandinho, whereas we don't have that type of player. And that's why he plays McTominay and Fred to kind of facilitate that lone position. And I think. I think that Donny's been a victim of that as well. Um, so I think there's a, n- a number of different things. And look, I hope he stays. I hope next year he gets a bit more game time. Um, and look, next year, Liverpool are going to be back. Chelsea are going to be firing next year. City are going to be there. Like So we're going to have to use our squad to its maximum next year if we want to compete. So look, let's hope he stays and let's hope it works out for the long term. Yeah, indeed. Garp, we'll give you a say as well. And this Thomas yeah, touched on think, something there think, before yeah, the think, Thomas touched on something about him not being brave. And it's it's is that sort of a instruction, you know, you're in England, you have to adapt your game, you can't play your own game, uh, and he's trying maybe he tried too hard to change the style of play, or what do you think has gone wrong from? I think we, you know, directors of football or, well, you know, in United's case, a director of, I don't know what he is, traffic or whatever he is. But anyway, they've got away with it this year, to be fair. We, uh, I think uh, Keane touched on something there. I think the issue, uh, I don't think it's Fernandez or Pogba, lads. I think the issue has been McTominay's form. I think McTominay, for me, as a coach, has, has been has been excellent this year. Um, yeah. But, but the thing he brings that, Maybe Donny doesn't. Is he's he's a, he's a bit more dynamic in that he could sit, but he can also join in with with, with the front front five at times as well, uh, and make it a front five. So he is dynamic. He's got he's ranging, he's running. Whereas uh, that's not where you're getting out of Van der Beek, uh, especially with McTominay. He'll press high for you. He, he's 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 energy. He's, he's probably a, he's probably a version of a Henderson in 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 his style in his. In, yeah. in, I don't want to touch on running gay with United fans, but <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. it, but that's 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 the way he is. And I think if there's any vi- victim or person that sort of impacted the sign, I think it's been McTominay's form. To be fair, because we knew what Fernandez yeah. was all about, yeah. we know what Pogba's all about, um, and they are trying to obviously fit two players in at times, and he does play them together at times. But uh, as Keane was touched on, as tried and tested is Fred and McTominay sitting, and the rest of the boys going doing what they like to do. Uh, as for his style, I would say he he needs to play forward or forward, lads. Um, yeah. The safe pass is, is generally an instruction from a coach. Um, we know that Liverpool, Keith, um, that we're, we know we like to use our, our full backs a lot because of what they give us going forward. And I'd say the safe pass thing that you've probably seen him do, do a lot of the time, Thomas, is that he's been instructed by uh, probably Ollie to, uh, to be, or, or Carrick, uh, to go left and right with his passes to try and utilize Shaw and, and try and utilize the you know the right side who, who's done very well as well this season. So that could be a, a more of a tactical instruction from a coach and, and not the player because we often think we often try and blame the player. But yeah. if you look at Southgate's model as well at times, the safe passes left mm-hmm. and right yeah, is generally from because you don't see them players for England playing them safe passes for their clubs. See, so it's generally it can be a, a coach's thing from my point of view. I suppose if you look at a Dutch midfielder as well. 
well, uh, Gini Ronaldo. When you look at he plays mm. you know, the Dutch team and what he mm. plays for Liverpool, it's it's night and day, really a different different yeah. game. You know, one player plays a totally different game for the team he's in. But look, enough of this noiseness about uh, Manchester United, and okay. we'll get started on the team selection and. This isn't the Premier League, lads, so there'll be no preferential treatment for United here, or will there? I'm going to let Gar go first. Gar, you're going to give me your goalkeeper, your greatest Premier League goalkeeper for Manchester United. Go. Right. Uh, it was between two, wasn't it? Uh, Schmeichel or Van der Sar. For me, Van der Sar makes it all day long. I just think he's all round better. Yeah. In my opinion, um, obviously he's got that Dutch model as well, so he could play a bit with his feet as well. Uh, that's why he makes it for me. Gar, I love okay. you. You know what? <laughs> he's he made it for me as well. We picked Edwin that's van der Sar. Now also, that's, that's I put it between three keepers. I put it between three, right? Because I included the hate in it. Because what I thought was, you've got Peter Schmeichel comes in. Um, to, uh, 28 or whatever he was 27, 28 or something when he comes into Manchester you know he's at his peak he, he get good years out and Van der Sar's at the tail end of his career but De Gea is at the start of his and mm. he, he done really well and he grew into it now he's tailed off a bit now and I don't know if he was you know for years he was keeping you know irrelevant do you know what yeah. I mean when yeah. the, there was times he was winning player of the year because he was just making 10, 11 saves in a game. You know what I mean? The fella was was unreal. But yeah. Thomas, you're not happy with the, the choices here. And and it's fair enough. And that's what we're going to have chats about this. But um, yeah, yeah, I went for Van der Sar as well. I think what you'll find with my team as it goes on is it, it's probably leans heavy on a certain team. Why would you say Schmeichel in there, Tom? Why would you... I think if I, if you look at say from the beginning of the Premier League season, okay, uh, sorry from the, the tournament beginning, um, the key signings that United would have made, or Ferguson would have made, Schmeichel without doubt is one of them. You know that way you're talking about yeah. your Cantona's. Mm. You know people would talk about uh, Marquinhos, Brian Robson, Paul Ince. Uh, you know the players. Schmeichel yeah. without doubt is one of Ferguson's greatest ever signings. Yeah. You know for me, you know Van der Sar was a brilliant piece of business. Let's call it as it is. He's with Fulham struggling, you know what I mean? Picked him out of obscurity, really, and became a hero at United. But for me, Schmeichel, he, he does pip him. I'm not going to say he's miles and miles ahead, but I'm very surprised one of you didn't pick Schmeichel, and I have to be honest. Well, as the rules state, you have no say in this. So, Edwin <laughs> van der Sar is number one in goal. Can't, can't wait till you see Carrius and Moy thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you the game for yourself. I'm in total agreement with the two lads on Van de Sar. Like I think, for me, when when you look at kind of when Van de Sar kept that British all British clean sheet record, what was it, over 1,400 minutes or something like that? Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Was something like that? Um, when he got that record, like I think again, you have that time after Schmeichel where United re- failed to replace goalkeepers. Like they had Barthez, they had Roy Carroll, Tim Howard, those keepers like that who. To underperform, then Schmeichel, sorry, Van der Sar came in at the 39 from Fulham and he just he, he excelled. And you know, again, he, it just shows kind of what, like, you've seen at Liverpool as well, what a good, good world class goalkeeper can do to kind of rejuvenate a team. Yeah, I think I understand sort of where Thomas is coming from with this because Schmeichel was a symbolic, you know, it, it changed things. Yeah. And it was a symbol of a, a player yeah. who comes yeah. in that sort of made a statement. And by picking Van der Sar, it, it was very close between the two of them for me. I just felt, and and I think, did you say, Thomas, that Van der Sar played behind a better defence? Yeah. 
you know, and they, there is that, you know, the game evolves and, and Schmeichel was, um, you know, Schmeichel was, was, was a great keeper, made great saves. He had mistakes in him as well, you know, and that was the sort of, you know, Stephen O'Connor throws in Bartez was decent as well. Schmeichel number one easy, you know, and everyone has different opinions. And that's why I, mean, I wanted to do this show, you know, have a little debate. You know, I don't think there'll be too many controversial ones, but I think we started off on one there. <laughs> but I just thought, you know, Van der Sar was just a solid keeper. He was just very few mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Like he was, he was a, an excellent base to build your team. Schmeichel was as well, but he was just a bit more erratic, I think. Yeah. And that was my thinking on going for Van der Sar on this as well. So over to you boys now, Thomas. I'll let you go first. Uh, Cardius, is it you said? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space more giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of Restaurant Revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. So, Ish, um, now look at, I mean, the first thing I'd say is I was born in 94. Don't mean to put any lads down here that probably uh, made that confirmation in 94. But, uh, so for me, watching football, you're talking, you know, from the treble of the United onwards, that sort of millennium on. Yeah. And uh, it was raining for me, for Liverpool, who was outstanding. Um, came in under Benitez, probably was the best goalkeeper in the league for four or five years, mm. um, along with Van der Sar, around that time. Um, but, you know, he would have been the first goalkeeper that I remember was excellent with the ball at his feet. Now it's normal, but he yeah. came in and really revolutionised yeah. it. So, over 100 clean sheets as well and only 200 and odd games. So, yeah, Rainer for me. Very interesting, very interesting. Uh, and a good choice, Thomas. You know, I think we'll, we'll come, we'll see what came out with, but it's an, an interesting old choice. Kane, what about you? I did originally have Rainer, but I have to go with Alisson. Like, I'm obviously, I'm born 96. For me, like, again, I'd be only watching the Premier League since about, obviously, 1999-2000. Like, again... When you look at the transformation of what Allison did in that Liverpool team, like you touched on, you had Carius in goal before that, Simon Mingele do it before that. Obviously, Reina was in goal before that. He was a fantastic goalkeeper. But after Reina, it kind of took you a while to replace that kind of do leader and a goalkeeper. And to see what Allison has done in terms of his do distribution with the ball, his commandingness in, in the box, and though just the overall confidence he gave your 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 defence. So obviously, look, Virgil Van Dijk was a massive part in that too. You know, he was an integral signing for Liverpool's success. But we look at Allison, sixty-five million pound goalkeeper, and since he's come in, he's justified every single penny. Like people might touch on this season, yes, there might have been a couple of mistakes, but overall, when you look at his overall time at Liverpool, he's been integral in winning the Champions League, winning the Premier League, like last season. So he made great saves this season. He's kept in games as well. So like, look for me again. Reina was class. I do agree, with Thomas. He was class for Liverpool, and he probably would get more recognition though if it wasn't for Van der Sar in that era. But I think, I think when you look at the overall transformation and, and impact that he's had at Liverpool, I'd have to say Allison for me. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'd say it's obviously between the two lads, really. Uh, before we move on, Stephen Dunn, are we talking about Premier League or all-time? No, just Premier League, Stephen. We just said we'd look just look at the Premier League era, so yeah, bear that in mind with any selections that come. <laughs> but um, 
it's interesting guard isn't it like with the the two keepers that the lads have come up with and it nearly similar you know it's Reina came yeah. in he was the first really great keeper we had of the Premier League era wasn't he <laughs> there wasn't many Thomas has got a few on there <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank god he has them headphones in because I thought I saw a bit of fire coming out there <laughs> <laughs> no do you know uh, and it's you know as you've just touched on it's very, it's very interesting you, you've picked those two I think for me uh, Reina did have uh I suppose you've you've touched on Kano, you've touched on Alison this year, but let's not forget he's played about seventy five different centre half pairings this year in front of him. Yeah. So, yeah. um, which 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 a keeper needs, you know, some stability in front of him. Let's be honest here. Absolutely. Um, I think you touch on Raina there, who had generally a, a similar back four a lot of the time. Um, so for me, uh, just at the moment, I think just Alison for what he's won. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think he pips him for me. At present, no uh, we only spoke yeah. about Ryan earlier, Keith. Uh, as you said, the first keeper to be really good was, uh, you know, to show that ball at your feet to become another player, an outfield player, if you need them to play a pass back or whatever, too. But for me, Alison just pips it for it, just everything all around. Yeah, Tom, are you looking to jump in yeah, there? Do you know what I was going to say? Originally, when I wrote it out a couple of times, I was him and harm between the two, as you said, lads. They're probably the two that you would everyone would go to yeah. and what just pips it for me for Ryan it's just that Alison hasn't been there long enough yet I think yeah, you know that yeah, year too everyone goes for Alison really if he continues on the way he's going Ryan I think was nine years at Liverpool I've never really seen him had a run of bad games right? and fair enough the odd one or two here that there um, it's longevity that done it for me to be honest with you over Alison but if we were here in two years time I think we'd, we'd be all saying Alison you know yeah, it's only when you threw beach balls in that you struggled yeah, yeah. Don't, don't throw them <laughs> beach balls in. Both of them are banned and anyway now from the chat. Um, but no, it is, it's true. And and an interesting thing, uh, similar to the, the two Manchester United choices that we had, Reina played in a very defensive team. Do you know what I mean? Rafa Benitez was a defensive coach. He yeah, set up yeah. in a defensive team. Jürgen Klopp's much more attacking sort of manager who, you know, does short up the defence with Van Dijk and, and with, with Alisson. But, you know, it, it's different areas. And similar to, you know, I don't mind the keeper taking a risk like Alisson does, but it's similar to Schmeichel. You know, he takes risks. Ederson takes risks every week and nobody says a thing about Ederson. You know what I mean? He gets makes a mistake nearly every game. And... Because they win when you're winning, it, it's fine. But when you when you make a balls man, you lose. I suppose it's it's never good. But yeah, I hear what you're saying, Tom, about the longevity for Raina. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting one. There, we, we'll have to we'll have to get you to the side on that one come the end. But it's it's yeah. good that you've you've you know, unlike me and Gar who went for the controversial Van der Sar show, you guys have <laughs> split the split the difference on that. But again, this is what we want to do. We want to just see, um, you know, what what people think and the view from opposition so if anyone in the chat wants to throw anything in there feel free any suggestions we want to move on to the defence now so I'm going to let Keane go first on this one Keane I got Pelters off United fans for doing this I told United fans my lineup before I came on Um, I'm going Trent Alexander-Arnold for the time I've watched Liverpool when you look at the kind of right backs in the Premier League era I did originally have Steve Finnan um, at right back as the Irish connection had the best sentiment, but when I look at Trent in the last three years since he's come into the team, 
he's been absolutely sensational going forward. He's kind of shown a new style of kind of like right back in the Premier League. It's not all just about defending, it's about going forward. And like, look, do I see right back being in his position long term? No, I think he could move into midfield um, eventually going forward. I think he has all the kind of attributes to play in midfield. Um, but I'm going to go Trent because like, you look at his assist record last season, absolutely ridiculous. And he's, he's improving um, going forward. Now, people do tend to criticise him from rival clubs. And like I see Liverpool fans even sometimes, they might criticise him for his defensive side of the game. But look, he compensates for that, went for the way he goes forward and what he does in it from an offensive aspect. So look, I'll go Trent Alexander-Arnold um, as my right back. Excellent. Thomas, right back for you. Do you know what, Keith? I went with a back three because... Did you want now? I went with a back three. Now, that's not to say... That's not to say that Alexander-Arnold's not in the team. Okay. But the reason why I went with three centre-backs is because I couldn't leave out one of them. So, first choice was Sammy Hippie, uh, centre-back. I couldn't leave him out. Obviously, a legend at Liverpool. Very underrated when it comes to rival fans, rival teams. I don't think they appreciate how good he was. Um, but me, as I say, from watching football through that era, ever present, you know, excellent player. If he was in the Premier League today, he'd be one of the best in the league without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, for me, Hippie was my first choice at the back. Interesting. I don't remember saying we could switch formations, but I like the way you've done it <laughs> anyway on your debut. You just came in and threw my rules out the window. Totally, but no, totally look, real. Totally that's real. it. Throw the cat among the pigeons. Now, money messing. That's fine. Yeah, uh, Sammy Hippie, it's a good choice. And it'll be interesting to, to see where you go then with that. Um, Gar, right back. Who do you feel? Who gets it for you? Manchester United. Yeah, I think there's only one really, isn't it? I think Gary Neville gets it all day, all day long. What? All day long for me. Um, I just think he was defensively astute. Um, it, you know, sort of old school, but then in years gone by, some of his some of his assists, he obviously learned learned a lot from a, par- a person who was in front of a lot of time, and some of his crosses from the right side were absolutely uh, out of this world at times. Um, especially with a roll a rolling ball most of the time. Um, a first time cross, so I thought I thought it was, re- it was really underrated, underplayed part of his game. But he was really, really good at it. Um, and to be fair to him, he had number nines in there who could hit a ball as well. Um, so for me, all day, Gary Neville. Right, Gary Neville. Um, yeah, I have Gary Neville as well. Uh, if Paul Parker's in the chat, <laughs> I have your name out down here, Paul and Pencil, just as a backup. Um, but there's not much of a, a choice. I mean, Aaron Wambasaka, Keen, you touched on Trent Alexander-Arnold there getting, getting stick for his defensive thing. It's not as bad a thing as it's made out to be, but it just goes to show the evolution really of the positions, mm. doesn't it? Because Aaron Wambasaka yeah. is an excellent defender, right? He's, he's absolutely brilliant, but he's so poor and I, I'm not having a dig at Aaron Wambasaka. Going forward, he just doesn't have the, the makeup and the position, you think automatically you want your fullback your defender to defend but the way the game has evolved and changed there's much more emphasis on the attacking side of it and Gar yeah. touched on it there with Gary Neville I think he was an excellent outlet for um, for Beckham I think the, the link up then too had you know Neville wasn't he, he never really got the credit you know because he was a player that rival fans love to hate obviously mm. he still is 
it's his nature as well. You know, his persona would be very sort of irritating, you know. But when you look at the player itself, like when you look at him, he was so consistent. Do you know what I mean? He was such a, you know, and when you look at him now, talking back when he does that goggle box thing that he does, soccer box, yeah. it's excellent yeah. when you see him doing that, when he's talking to sort of rival players or teammates now, looking back on the games and the mindset and, and the tactical sort of now. He's an, he's an excellent fullback. He, he's the, there was only one choice, you know, jokingly aside, was to who are the other right backs? I couldn't really think of any. Could you put, maybe put Dennis Irwin there? Could you maybe put Dennis Irwin, move you him over to right back? Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, that's to say, who knows if he's on left back. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? There hasn't been that many, has there? Because Parker was there, Irwin would have played both sides. Gary Neville comes in and cements that. And then he gets phased out of the team. Raphael is sort of... In there, who was who else was there after that? Valencia would have been Antonio Valencia. Yeah. Yeah. Valencia. Couldn't remember. Yeah. There was a big you know, gap. I was trying to think of who there was a gap. You know, he gave us ten years, Valencia. I don't people realize it was that long he was there. Yeah. Um. But again, it's one of them. He's an inverted winger, isn't he? I don't think you can ever yeah. really call yeah. him a true fullback. You know, it's it's Gary Neville for me yeah. all day as well. Yeah, yeah, it'd have to be. Wouldn't Definitely it? Gary Neville. But I just want to shout out Wes Brown for that one season where he did play right back for 2008 season where we won the Champions League. He was very good that season, but it is definitely is Gary Neville all day. But I do have to give Wes Brown a shout for that. Yeah, that one season where he Owen Borg shouts that in as well. Wes Brown getting a shout. Uh, Phil Neville, Ronaldo, yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. Phil Neville, who we all forget, utility man. John O'Shea. That's the the strength I think of Manchester United yeah. was their squad use over the years. You know, Ferguson had players that you could fill in, plug in holes with centre-backs, with midfielders, with, you know, all sorts of players. Quinton Fortune done stints at left-back as well, you know. Hoynes did about to us as well, didn't he? Hoynes was one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. Just spoiling the left-back. And he nearly signed for us, Keita. I know, yeah. Was kicking him out, but wasn't kicking him that far down the road. He's bad, he's bad. (laughs) But it's it's an easy selection, I suppose. So it's Gary Neville for myself and Gar. um, And the boys have, have, well, Thomas has thrown this into disarray so far. I have to to throw your regime out the window. Yeah, you did. Well done. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, But look, we'll, we'll move on again and Gar will stay with you. Um, we'll get the fullbacks out of the way here because Thomas hasn't got any. So we'll do our fullbacks and then we'll move to centre back. So your left back position, Gar, who did you go with? Dennis Irwin all day long. I absolutely loved watching him. His commitment to there was no bullshit about him. Uh he could he could score goals, he could create. Uh he was probably something that he shouldn't have been at the time. He was probably ahead of himself for, for his time because he could attack as well at a time where fullbacks were fullbacks weren't allowed to go past the halfway line. Um, yeah. I just thought he was ridiculously, he was unbelievable. Uh, I don't think he sort of played that real role for his country, which is a bit of a shame, really. Um, but for me, Dennis Irwin, he could take free kicks as well. He was he was technically yeah. brilliant as well. Um, not many of them Irish men were technically technically brilliant back in the day, but <laughs> but no, he he could definitely uh, he he had everything about him. Could tackle uh, a quiet a quiet man as well, uh, but had a leadership aura about him because uh, he went into games. He was so so consistent. Um, he was he was a ten out of ten most games anytime we'd seen him back then. Uh, so for me, Dennis Irwin. Yeah, uh, it, it's getting boring now. We have Dennis Irwin as well um, in our left full. 
because and um, for all those reasons, you know, similar um Keane touched on on Steve Finn and um for for right back for Liverpool and it, it's amazing, you know, it's nearly a parallel. Obviously Finnan didn't get the goals that, that Dennis Irwin got, but such an unassuming sort of mm. unsung hero nearly of a team, you know, that way. Yeah. And it was no bullshit. They were just solid, solid players. And you know, Dennis Irwin played so so long and you know you bought him from Oldham, wasn't it? And you know, yeah. it, it's not like this was yeah. high profile fella coming in. He was brought in from Oldham. He was just so consistent, absolutely solid player. And you know, the other options Patrice Evra done well for a few years. Uh, I wouldn't have picked him. I personally like Gabriel Heinze. Gen- I, I love Argentinian footballers. Gabriel Heinze was was one of my you know guilty pleasures. He was a dirty bastard. He was a snide yeah. fucker. I like that. You know what I mean? I think it's one thing Liverpool have lacked over the years was was that bit of snide. And I always thought Heinze had that, and I was. Chomping at the bit for Liverpool to, to bring him in, but it wasn't to be. But other players, I suppose, Luke Shaw. I mean, at the moment, the, the turnaround in Luke Shaw's career has been yeah. sort of, you know, for a, a player who comes in for a whole big price tag and got thrown under the bus by, by, by Jose Mourinho, Jose. And you know, it's not, not easy to come back from that sort of thing. And he's, he's improved. So, yeah. It, 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 if you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge miss cake. A fistful of chocolate covered raisins, miss cake. A spoonful of peanut butter, bigger miss cake. Or the worst miss cake of all, your kids' Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a miss cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty cake. Accept no substitutes. Shout out for him, but now it's Dennis Irwin um, for me as well on that. Kim, what about you? Liverpool left full. Who have you gone for? I've two, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm finding it really tough to decide. I'm and um, with this one, I have John Arisa and I have Andy Robertson. Like two of them are top class um, left backs. Both can ping a ball. Both very good going forward. I'm. Comments might slaughter me now for this now because I know John Arisa is a cult hero, but I have to go Andy Robertson. I have to go Andy Robertson because, again, it's a steal from Hull City. Like, what was it, eight million pounds you paid yeah. from from Hull? Like, and he's come in and he's just done so well. And, he, and he's he's another person who was Mr. Consistent, um, for Liverpool. Like, even this season, when like when it hasn't been your best season, he's still been like one of your most consistent yeah. players. Yeah, um, this season, um, I like I have a couple of Liverpool fans on my on my channel, and um, like they they massively they praise Robertson as well. And you know, I think he's a he, he's a very good player. And look, I, I I'm going to put him as my left back, but John Arisa, I just want to give him a shout as well. Like he's just he was just a fantastic left back as well. I actually think probably I know Liverpool fans won't underrate him, but I think from a rival fan's point of view, I think he was underrated at Liverpool. Uh, I'm gonna just be honest with you here, Keane. If you had a win with John Anarisa, I think your connection might have been mysteriously <laughs> cut. <laughs> you might have been kicked out. Um no, look, John I know what you're saying. John Anarisa was for a play. He was a he was a good player for Liverpool. He was you know, um he was strength, wasn't he? John Anarisa was a strong yeah. runner, he had a strong shot and all that, but you know, I think Robertson has just transformed 
the, that type of player for Liverpool. Which and it's interesting as well, you know, if you look at Liverpool, there's a lot of the the current team would be the best of the era because we weren't a great team for many years in the Premier League, you know, but. One player that's getting a shout out in there is is Fabio Aurelio, and he's the one that that could have been. Do you know what I mean? Similar to maybe Rob Jones on as a right back, you know. And Rob Jones played an awful lot of games, more games than I thought for Liverpool. But Fabio Aurelio was was just absolutely magic, but he was always injured. Do you know what I mean? He was yeah, he was yeah. always injured. He was an absolutely fantastic player. But um, Robertson getting the nod for you, it's. Uh, You've you've redeemed yourself there, King, because I thought you were going to fall on the John Andreessen <laughs> sword, and <laughs> the the chat would have went for you by the looks of it, you know. But look, fair play, fair play, and um, it's a good choice. So you've literally gone with Alison Trent and Robbo so far. So you're you're tying into the the Premier League winning era of Liverpool, which was you know very very recent. Um, yeah, it gets look, a bit different. It gets a bit different later on in the team. Well, that that's what I was going to say because and and similar with my own team and, and yeah, sure lads as well. Yeah. There's different areas and different areas of teams that that will be totally different, and and one area will have more dominance in your position um your group of players. So, Tom, I'm going to come back to you, Roy. So, you've gone with three centre backs. Give me your second centre back. So it, it has been everyone Kane same as well. Van Dijk, uh, Liverpool's best defender for me that I've ever seen play yeah. for the club in my lifetime. Uh, obviously. Just missed out on the Ballon d'Or, boy. She's a handful of votes. Um, to the greatest player of all time. So yeah, Van Dijk, no brainer. Yeah, um, can't even really argue with that. You know what I mean? I agree with everything you've said. He's he's one of the best, certainly the one of the best defenders I've seen. Do you know what I mean? Different different areas, different defenders. You know what I mean? Like you, you can look back at a Maldini, a, a Berezi, um, you know those those, those players that will be in the Manchester United team that I'm going to pick that probably others won't agree with. But, you know, Van Dijk is just so elegant and he has it all, you know. He, he's yeah. quick, he's strong, he's great in the air. Do you know what I mean? He he knows, he's smart. He has a bit of everything that you want in a centre-back. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. Um, Keen, I'm going to come to you. Give us your four centre-back. No-brainer, Virgil van Dijk. Look, oh, he's that. been... His impact to Liverpool, like when eyebrows were raised and he signed for Liverpool at seventy-five million pounds, come from Celtic then to Southampton. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, eyebrows yeah. were raised at the time, but my God, has he blown that out of the water? Like he's just been so dominant as as, as a centre back, and you, you see it. Like you see it now. Like how how crucial a world class centre back is for any team. Like not even just Liverpool at the moment, but you can see City with Ruben Diaz at the moment. They've brought him in and he's transformed them as well. He's just. He's the best centre-back in the world. And look, there's not more I could say, Reid, that anyone else hasn't already said kind of about Virgil van Dijk. The, the selection speaks for itself. And look, just seeing from Rive fans' point of view, it'd be interesting to see now when he comes back. Hopefully he can keep up the form. And look, I, as a United fan, I want to see us battling next year. Do you know what I mean? I want to see our best players back. <laughs> and let's see us build ourselves. And that's the best play the best. Do you know what I mean? I think that's what I'd like to see next year. And look, Virgil van Dijk, absolutely no question, gets in. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, Gar, I mean, I think uh, we're probably in agreement with, with this choice. Have you, Van Dijk, got centre back? Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, still, yeah. there's no argument really, is there? There's not much we can add, you know. He's, he's just no an absolutely sensational player. Yeah, and come here, do you know what? There's any, there's any complaint I had, right? There's only complaint I had is that he didn't get to a top club quicker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and there's always this thing that's thrown about by certain coaches that he... 
he had this he was more arrogant um and, and far too cocky at the time. Yeah. And and they, you've, we've heard a couple of coaches mention um, a couple of people at Celtic, I believe, mentioned it, that he, he sh- you know, he nearly should have left from Celtic to to go into a Champions League, a, a proper, you know, yeah, a, a Champions League. So well, Liverpool or you know at a time or City at the time, um, yeah, strange. Yeah, but that'll be my only flaws that he didn't come to the top sooner, uh, because you now look, he well, he's thirty now, could lose, you know. There's rumours that he could lose out on going, but I think he does go to the Euros to be to be honest with you. I think they're gonna push for it. Um but that'll be my only game that he hasn't, you know, he hasn't yeah. hit the elite of, of Europe and, and World even, Cups and Euros and things like that for, for a longer, longer time. Even in Holland, like he was what was he with Groningen, was Gro- he? Groningen, was Groningen yeah, in, yeah. in Holland and then he goes to you know, he wasn't at the, the the top the top echelons even. I'm sure he was usually rated, but yeah. you know, he didn't go to that um he didn't go to the the top so that's a great point, you know. And and it's a tough one for Liverpool in the summer because, you know, at twenty nine or thirty years old, he doesn't have many big tournaments left in him. And while he's missed out on this whole season, if he's fit to go, it's going to be a tough one to for Liverpool yeah. to square off there because you can't deprive players of of you know having a shot at these international tournaments. He, he'll have this and he'll have a World Cup. Although I don't know when these things are being played now. The World Cup could be played in six weeks after the Euros. The way the calendar is <laughs> yeah. at the moment, having a blade. He'll get them too soon. You know, yeah. straight after him, right? <laughs> yeah. having a clear Christmas of the the same year. Yeah. It's, it's it's just it, winter twenty twenty two. The World Cup's been played, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's probably, right. yeah. 18 months after the Euros, like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But look, Van Dijk is, is mustard and is a good point there by Gar. But Gar, I'm going to stay with you, right? Give us your centre-back. Um, do you know what? Give me your centre-back pairing for Manchester United. Well, I toyed with, th- I toyed with three. Uh, the three um, came down to Rio, Village and Stam. This could be controversial uh, in Thomas's eyes. I'm taking, Vir- I'm taking Village out there and I'm leaving Rio and Stam in. I just think Stam, uh, I think every far, every centre forward was afraid of him. End of no story. And he could play ball as well, um, to be fair to him. Uh, Dutch, Dutch, obviously, Dutch, uh, you know, technicality as well. Uh, I think Village misses out because Torres just used to rip him a new one every time. Right, so right, right. <laughs> All day I was at home saying, the first thing I'm going to say about Village is Torres told him that twice. Uh, very far yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, for me, uh, just Rio's elegance, uh, what, what he could do on a pitch. He was class. Um, we, we saw that when he moved to Leeds from West Ham. He, he was class in everything he did. And to have Stam in beside him just to wear uh, to you know, put the ruffles into people. Um and he was he was a brilliant out and out defender. He was he was class. Probably uh not as highly rated by a lot of United fans. I think a lot of people would probably go for Vidic. Um because of uh, little Alex's fallout with Stambo. Um yeah, yeah from yeah, yeah, long. Yeah. This is getting boring now because my tail is Stam and uh, Ferdinand as well. Um and Thomas you touched on something there, you know that of oh, Torres only had a couple of good games again. Tournament, tournament to shreds a few Absolutely. times. But not only that, Vidic had like three red cards in a row against Liverpool. You know, he just struggled. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is the sort of thing as well that we're doing this for. You know, you, you know your fans will see Vidic as as one type of player and Liverpool fans. And going back to the Gary Neville, when he done the soccer box with Steven Gerrard, Steven Gerrard said, 
we targeted Vidic because we knew just you know number, we we'd we get we'd get into him and that's you know you know your fans will see him Gar touched on there about Stam Stam left maybe a bit too early and I think Ferguson has since mm. admitted that he probably drove him out yeah. too early. He he went on and done great things with Milan after that. Um so I do have <laughs> Ferdinand and, and Stam as well. And, and I had Pallister in the mix as well, going back to the early Premier League um years because Gary Pallister was a big signing for for Manchester United. We thought we were getting them at the time um from Middlesbrough and right. it, it was it was a huge transfer. And when you look back, I think it was only three million or something. It wasn't, you know, in today's money it, it seems like a pittance, but you know, Gary Pallister was an excellent defender. And the, again, this conversation, this show idea came from me brother-in-law had Steve Bruce as in his. And again, it's another symbolic um, player. But he he, he had uh, Bruce and Vidic as his his pair. And then I couldn't get my head around that at all. I'm like, you don't have yaps down. What's going on? Uh, and Rio Ferdinand, look, Rio Ferdinand, a lot of people think Vidic made Ferdinand look better. And right on key Anton M says Vidic made Rio look better I don't think that I think Ferdinand was such a uh, yeah I think Ferdinand he was upstairs he was just so intelligent do you know what I mean that he knew Vidic was a rash, rash. Yeah. Vidic was yeah. a very rash defender and you know that's that can be great when you're a front footed defender and you're getting stuck in and you put your head onto the end of a boot and all that but you need a brain in there beside it and you need a player that's quick mm. and this isn't a dig at, at these two lads. Like, I think Virgil van Dijk is what both of them are. Do you know what I mean? I think Virgil van Dijk is as tough as Nemanja Vidic and is as quick as, as Rio Ferdinand, you know? And they had that perfect pairing and they were so good because they had that bit of both. Do you know what I mean? That, 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 you know, it era, my team's going to heavily sort of lean on that sort of, um, that, that, you know, it's so it, but, I go for Stam and Ver- Ferdinand as well in the defence. So me and Gar have not had one fucking choice that's <laughs> that's been different. Which is probably the 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 yeah, if, you know, that's the point of the show. It's see what people yeah. think. It's um, gonna get different going forward, I think it. It could do. It could do. Yeah. Thomas, you still have a centre back to give me, don't you? Yeah, it's uh it's Carragher. Um I know a lot of people you see, even speak to people today, they said Carragher wasn't necessarily the best defender, but he's our Gary Neville. He was a six yeah. out of ten, a seven out of ten, longevity. You know, he was he's always there at Liverpool. He symbolizes everything Liverpool is, along with obviously Gerard. Now he was an Everton fan growing up or whatever, uh, Carragher, but it's just a passion. And I just think teams don't exist without players like that. You know, if I'm picking a team, it's one of the first names on the team sheet is Jamie Carragher for how passionate he is, longevity very rarely out injured for long periods of time in his career. I couldn't leave him out. People were saying to me, Hippie and Van Dyke, great partnership, but just think ever since we've watched Liverpool, Jamie Carragher's been there, you know, that way. So couldn't leave him out personally. Yeah, okay. Um, interesting. You've gone for the Sky Sports show by Gary Neville's name. <laughs> um, yeah, Carragher, Carragher is a player that, it, it's a strange one because he is one that, as a player, I didn't overly rate, to be honest. Um, a, lot, a lot of people said that to me, you know. I didn't overly rate him. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? 
It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's more the, the, is organizational skills and the barking. Because if you think of Sammy Hoopie, it was a center back at, at that time as well. And even Stefan Honcho before oh, that. Sorry. And Carragher played that uh, left full mm-hmm. sort of uh, when Marcus Babel was there. You know, it was, you know, they needed somebody to be vocal and to be an organizer. And Jamie Carragher sort of was a leader like that. So it was... Yeah, as a player, he was never on me cup of tea, but I can understand why you'd pick him, you know what I mean? I can sort of see that. Uh, on book, Carragher got cramped around eight times, clearing balls in Istanbul. You know, people love that. That's fair enough. I'm asking why is he getting all them cramps, but hell, never. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Keen, do you have another centre-back for me as well? Yeah, um, Sammy Hoopia um, is my centre-back. Um, again, he was a very good player. Like you know, back in the day, back in like the two, early two thousands, even like Liverpool were battling in around the top four. Sammy Hoopia was a defender I did really like. And um, growing up playing as a defender, I, I used to always watch like Ferdinand Vidage do all the playing ball myself. But I used to look obviously look at other centre backs outside of that. Obviously John Terry being a massive one, Hoopia being one, Cannavaro as well. Like look if you're looking at other leagues, but definitely Sammy Hoopia, he was class. And, you know, he isn't talked about enough in terms of Premier League all-time great centre-backs. Do you know what I mean? I think he was a very good defender. And, you know, again, he could probably play in this era as well. Do you know, he, he was that good. And so Sammy Hoopy is my centre-back. Yeah, it's, I mean, when you you look back, I mean, Gary, you'll know, looking back in the earlier years of the Premier League in the 90s, you're talking about, you know, Neil Ruddock and Mark Roy. Yeah. Phil Bob, John, John Scales. It was, there was a dirt to centre backs there, wasn't there? And I think, you know, Hippia comes in and similar nearly to Van Dyke, Hippia comes in with Ancho in fairness. Didi Haman, I think, all came in at the same time yeah. and it just instantly solidified and gave Liverpool a base. You know, it really made them harder to be. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's probably an easy choice for the lads. So, they both have Hippie, both have Van Dyke. Um, Keane's gone with the, the two fullbacks. Thomas has thrown Carragher in. Uh, before we move off the defence, a lot of shouts in there. Uh, Daniel Agar getting a shout for Liverpool. Um, I don't know what use. Boys thought of the likes of Daniel Agar and Martin Skirtle. It could be maybe a cult thing that Liverpool fans sort of loved Agar. You know, you know for me, Keith, no way. I think you look at our Liverpool's defenders, yeah. Carragher, like Poopia, and Van Dyke. No way. No way. Even though he's very good, he's very good centre back, but mm. not compared to the other lads. Like the other lads were monsters compared to him. Mm. Within their own right, they're good players. You know that yeah. way. But when you're talking the grand scheme, 30 years of the Premier League, they do get forgotten about, to be honest, from rival yeah. fans. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Skirt. I always fancied him for an anytime goal scorer. Um, you know, he was great in the other box, scoring goals as well. But yeah. um, Agar injured quite a lot as well uh, in his career. But yeah, yeah de- decent players. And don't mean to be disrespected to them. United have had 
you know, 20 of them, you know, centre-halves yeah. that he just kind of come in, play well, and they're gone. You know, that's exactly. all right. And it's nearly the cult hero status of Daniel Lager, you know what I mean? Um, a few shouts for United centre-backs, Henning Bear got a shout. It's, it's a bit of an outrageous shout, to be That's honest. Cool. One person that did get a shout was Ronnie Johnson. And Ronnie Johnson was, was a very good I was just going to say that, Keith, yeah, yeah. yeah. But suffered with injuries again. Yeah. But in that season, that one season, he was ridiculous, he was, uh, to be fair yeah. to him. He was a very, if his injuries hadn't derailed him, I think he would have been an absolutely smashing yeah, player. It's unfortunate the way it went for him. Um, so that gets, Thomas, I'm going to stick with you on this because you've thrown this. What formation, by the way, have you picked so out? Four in midfield. Four, three up front. Three, then. four, three. Yeah. You know, outrageous Antonio Conte nonsense. <laughs> <you know? laughs> now, disclaimer what I will say is obviously the two wide menus are probably going to guess who they are. You know what I mean? That the two that Kane has named are Alexander Arnold and Robertson. Personally, the reason why I put them there is because I don't fancy Alexander Arnold as a defender. So I said, Roy, he's playing right side of the midfield. Robertson, I think, is a good defender, but yeah. couldn't leave him out. Couldn't put anyone else in for him. I know Reese got a mention purely because of what he done to Alan Smith. Can't pick him. <laughs> um, but I have to put in Andy Robertson. Um, the re- Do you know what, Keith? I've never seen two defenders both have top of the assists league yeah. um, in a season and I think they had something like 15 and 40 in each or whatever it was the year yeah. Liverpool won yeah. maybe the year before it was two unbelievable players cost Liverpool combined 8 million uh, outstanding yeah. I you mean, know. you think about it, even the 8 million thing, like we bought him for 8 million off Hull and then sold Hull Kevin Stewart for 8 million the next day. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, he was a free. You <laughs> won't, won't brag about that. But no, it is interesting. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting that you've gone sort of, you, you've just essentially had to accommodate Carragher in your team. It was, you know, he's, as I said, he's our Neville, you know, the yeah. way, nothing to do with the Sky Sports aspect of it. It's longevity. I think, is he a record appearance holder or he's there? But no, he's he's up in there. Callan, Ian Callaghan is, is, yeah, Ian Callaghan's a yeah. real blade. He, he's up there. Do you know what I mean? He is. Um, and as I said, any time I watched Liverpool growing up as a kid, he was that warrior. You know, I always, Liverpool, when I think of it, it's Gerard and Carragher. They're just synonymous yeah. with the club to me. So I couldn't yeah. leave them out, you know. Yeah, I know that's fair enough. And you've gone with the two lads in that sort of wing back roles. Yeah. Um, which is so that leaves you then with sort of a midfield two and then a front three to come back to. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who you've gone for in there. Uh, Kim, I'll come to you now. Um, into the midfield. What do you want to do? What, why have you done this? What formation have you come with? Um, I've gone with a classic 4 4 2. Um, okay. you know, and Liverpool did play that as well down the years. So I'm going to go a classic four four two. Um, do I have to name my two centre midfielders first? Um, if you want to deal with that way, you do it that way. Who have you got? Um, my two centre midfielders. Just I want to give an honourable mention to Jordan Henderson. Um, because Gary was on my channel, it was pushing me to put Jordan Henderson in. I think he's a very good leader for Liverpool. Um, look, I think massively underrated like in terms of his impact at the football club you're seeing when he's out injured how, how much Liverpool are missing that leadership and his drive in midfield and his energy so I do just want to shout Mel for that and you know um, to give him an honourable mention but look two midfielders comments are saying it it's a no brainer for me Shabby Alonso Steven Gerrard in that 08-09 season when you were challenging us for the title I know Mascherano was in there in, in the tree as well um, but Alonso and Gerrard were just different gravy that season. And, you know, Shabby Alonso, his range of passing, his intelligence in midfield, he was one of the best midfielders in the Premier League when he when he was in the league. I think he left Liverpool 
bit too early, if I be honest. Um, at the time, I think he could have still he could have still been world class Liverpool down the years if, if he if he stayed there. And look, Stephen Gerrard, look, he, he's one of your greatest ever players, if not your greatest. I think that's debatable. He's world class leader. Like looking from two thousand and five up until now, the point he left, there was games, so many games where he just carried you. So many games where he just won the game on his own. The one game, obviously, the one of the games that comes to mind is the 2005 Champions League final. He was everywhere. 2006 FA Cup final against West Ham. Like, just to name a couple, he's got a couple of good games against Man United down the years against the scored many important goals. So, again, them two definitely get get in there as my two centre midfielders. Um, and the two of them were just proper class. And look, uh, Mascherano, give him just an honourable mention. He was class at Liverpool too, but Look, there's, there's no question in my mind, Alonso and Gerrard, Premier League are absolute class. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Gar, we're going to come to you now. So, more on to the midfield now for Man United. So, which way do you want to do? Do you want to give your centre mids or your wide players? Have you gone with a 4 4 as well? Okay, oh, me, me and 4 4 you should know me better. <laughs> I was only thinking that. So, what are you, you should know me better. Now, now, there is... There is uh, the, the capability to to switch to a four four a four four two, but now I've gone four three three. Four, three right. Three. So what do you want me to do? Whatever you want. Give me. Um, do you want me to me go with the three? Just go with the three, will I? Go with the three. Go with the three. Yeah, I go with the three. Right. Okay. So the foursome for me all day long. Kano. Uh, he's. Right. He, I don't even need to mention Anthony Bellon to be fair. Um. For me, I, I, I idolised them. I, I hated watching them playing for United growing up, but I, I idolised them. I played centre mid. Um, he just he had so much drive. He he dragged United through at times, through games. Um, the Juve game being the one, obviously, that, yeah. that stands out for a lot of people. Um, but he was unbelievable. Uh, different gravy for me. Uh, Scholes, he gets in um, because I think as an English player, I think he was ahead of the time for his, what, what he could do on the ball. Technically, uh, from a goal-scoring point of view, um, I don't get this thing that he couldn't tackle. He well knew what he was doing. He was tackling. Uh, he was ju- <laughs> yeah. um, and here's another one. Here's the spanner in the works. Right. I absolutely adore David Beckham. Um, I think he can play in midfield. He you know, for what he done, um, lads. We we you guys are uh, Kane just touched on something there about Henderson. And some of these players who we've who we've mentioned tonight have have had to work hard their games. Gary Neville, people like that have had to work very very hard. Um, technically on the training ground for hours at times, and I just think with me Beckham. He would just give you assists all day long. He he could hit a free kick. He, he, I, I just I just thought his attitude, his drive. He, he gave in. He gave a, some poor United sides at the time a bit of leadership. Um, went on to Real Madrid. You know, done it there. Um, you know, a lot of people hadn't got the balls to move away and do it, but he, he did. In fairness to him. Um, he even took a stint at Milan and PSG and, and some retirement yeah. homes as well. But <laughs> to be fair, uh, that's why that's why I go with them. I just loved his drive, his determination to work hard, um, and and what he could do assist was, uh, you know, technically with a ball at his feet. Um, he put a he put a he put it on a six feet. Um, 
and on a plate, and there'd be all sorts of sauce on the plate for it, curry sauce, <laughs> tomato <laughs> sauce, everything. Unbelievable. Mac sauce, everything. <laughs> so <laughs> that's interesting. You've gone with a tree, right? You've gone with Beckham Keenan's goals, right? Um, so we'll come on to your forwards now in a minute. I went with the four. I got suckered into sentimentality here and went for Manchester United <laughs> four, four, two. And you know what, right? I'm bleeding disgusted that I did because one of them I can't stand. And I should have just tweaked it. And I thought we were all going 4 4 2, but it turns out I'm the only bleeding. Now, oh, Keen done it as well. The only idiots that went and stuck <laughs> on 4 4 2 here. So, very, so, I've the exact same three players, right? I've Beckham on the right, Keen, and I've Skulls. Now, I was talking to Gary earlier, we were training, and, and I said I didn't have Skulls in the team. And I, I was toying with not putting Skulls in the team because Skulls is a great player. I wanted Veron. And I couldn't justify. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. He <laughs> said it to me earlier. Come right? <laughs> is one of my favourite players, right? I think he's one of the best players of our generation, right? Full stop, right? Except his little stint in England. And if I have to judge as Manchester United, I couldn't with all, you know, Jesus. conscience, all credibility, I couldn't have put him in. So I've gone with Scowls reluctantly in the centre mid um, beside beside Roy Keane but in all seriousness now genuinely I think Juan Verón's one of the best players of the last 30 years he, I think he's an absolutely sensational footballer but for, not just that man you didn't work out at Chelsea either he just wasn't suited with the England but I went with Keane and Scholes and I went with them ahead of Carrick and Robson right? because Brian Robson I think is the is the symbolic one again you know he goes through I'm older than I'm the oldest on this I remember United in the 80s. I remember Arthur Alveston. I remember Remy Moses. I remember Neil Webb. I remember fucking all sorts. Ashley Grimes. You know what I mean? Like these were not Peter Davenport. You know, did Manchester United in the late 80s were no great shakes. Brian Robson was was in there throughout that. Now, they had good players like Norman Whiteside and Paul McGrath. They were all mad session heads in anyway. But <laughs> Brian Robson was sort of robbed... I hate to say robbed of of medals, but he was so much better than the show he yeah. had around him. Yeah. And it's nearly yeah. like Gerard for a few years. Yeah. Gerard had good players in there, like we touched on, you know, Alonso Mascherano on that. But you know, Brian Robson was was an absolutely brilliant player, and I I did toy with putting him in there ahead of Scholes, and I went with Scholes. I think Michael Carrick is a usually underrated player. I think. Mm. You know, Michael Carrick is a player that, similar to, you know, other players in that, they're not dynamic. You know, Xabi Alonso wasn't dynamic, but he was so intelligent. And Michael Carrick was the exact same. And he could he, he could drop him into centre-back and he could do a job there. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was an outrageously talented player. But no, I went with Keenan's goals. Now, I'm going to stay on here for myself. I, I put gigs in and I fucking can't stand them. I cannot stand him. I think he's one of the most overrated players. And this genuinely, right, I think he's massively overrated player, but I, I thought we were doing 4 4 2. And he's played on the left wing for about 23 years of the Torty. So I'm like, <laughs> who else can I have in here? And I went for Bladen Giggs, and I'm, I'm tempted to change my team here and just put Bladen and you put Nanny in or something ahead of him. Kato, you know, you know, we always hook Giggs out, right? Um, this is going to be a bit of a mad show. Uh, I didn't like the way he cried off international duty. Mm, I think yeah. I, I think he could have gone on and been a, a you know a Welsh legend. Now obviously nowadays 
that's for another story. But yeah. um, I think he got on to got, he, he cried off internationals all the time. Now, listen, I do agree it wasn't a great Welsh side, right? Let's be honest here, right? It wasn't, but I just think he could have been a legend for his country. Um, and 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 to me, he's not that. Um, so let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know, being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type two collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. And obviously, you know, well, Ferguson was telling players not to go to international. I know, you, yeah. listen, I understand. You know, that were amazing at the time. And he was, you know, he wanted his players at their peak performance all the time. But just for me, that, that, at a time where international football meant something. Yeah. He was for huge me, for Wales, but just not for Wales. Yeah, because of yeah. the Manchester United link, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it is an interesting one. Alex Ferguson ran Manchester United like a dictatorship, and yeah. you know, it's not a criticism because you know he didn't like a reporter, he didn't talk to a reporter, you know, he, he didn't want to send his players on international duty, he didn't send them, and they'd have an injury or whatever, and that's the way he done it, and and he brought success. A lot of people in the chat are shouting, "No Ronaldo for me." Now Ronaldo didn't get into my team because I was again talking to Gary earlier on this, and I went with Beckham on the right. Um, because Ronaldo, what he became was after Manchester United, in my opinion. It's not a dig on him. I think he developed at United. I think he became an excellent player at United. And for his last two years there, I think he was absolutely sensational. But I just thought Beckham on the right, the delivery that Beckham was putting in, I thought the transition that it took Ronaldo... He was more of a forward than a than a winger for me, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, you went from David Beckham and... I'm going to touch on the forwards as well, like in a minute, but David Beckham was putting in crosses. The forwards knew where it was going to land and didn't have to walk for it. With Ronaldo, when he came in, they were making their runs and Ronaldo, they were drag back. Yeah. I think frustration. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said that, that he used to film. He didn't yeah. know when the ball was going to come in and I think there's a, you can see it in him, like, you know, that way, that is definitely a fault. But I yeah. have to just, have to, Agree with you though, back on your Ryan Giggs point. Um, as a United fan, Ryan Giggs in the 90s was one of the best players in the league for me, how good he was. After the treble, he tailed off. He wasn't yeah. in, he wasn't up there. You know that way you're talking from, say, 93 to 99. After that, I have to say I agree with you. Better players came into the league, made him look, didn't make, they made him look great, you know what I mean? So I agree with you. He was he was nearly like a poster boy for for that sort of team and the fact that Manchester United brought in that class in '92 and and Ryan Giggs was there the force one to break through and he, the longevity thing is is mm. is key but even the the goal against Arsenal in the in the FA Cup semi final I think it's an overrated goal I think you know it's it's a good goal but he only beats like two players and, and scores it don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say it's 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 a bad goal but I just felt everything with Giggs was maybe a bit overhyped would be what I would say and I just felt there was better players I agree with you Tom I think there was better players maybe not at Manchester United because he just dominated that that mm-hmm. left hand side but um, yeah I put him in and, and I'm probably a bit sick now because good good forwards have missed out on my team because of Ryan Giggs and 
you know, I have to live with that, unfortunately, <laughs> but whatever. So we can go back. We'll go back to you, Thomas. Um, yeah, two centimetres. Yeah, it's yeah. Gerard and Alonso. Same as Kane. Um, as I said, I've seen a lot of people in the chat. Some people talk about Fabinho. Maybe another three or four years of playing the way he is, you could say. It's just that it's mm. too short a time span. Yeah. They're talking about yeah. 40 years in the Premier League. So, you know, for me, it's Gerard and Alonso, too. Unbelievable players symbolised everything what was good about Liverpool during that period. Um, as Mascherano, like you said, you know, Kane, another great player, someone that I couldn't stand. Uh, to be honest with you, when he played yeah. with Liverpool, because again, he was a little vicious little fuck, you know that way, and uh, was always getting stuck in. I was always niggly, you know, typical South American type temperament on him, you know that sort of way. Um, but yeah, Gerard and Alonso, Gerard's obviously up there the greatest midfielders ever seen in England. Um, but the two boys, I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, I think you know it's 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 an easy choice, really, isn't it? Like when you're looking yeah. at Liverpool's yeah, Liverpool's definitely. players, and you can make a case. And I know Gard is a huge Jordan Henderson fan, and as as I am myself. But you know, them two boys were were sensational, and mm. under a great manager as well with Rafa Benitez. You know, yeah. Look, but you know what? I was talking to the lads earlier, and I was saying, you know, I'd love to put Henderson in. You know that way. I don't think he's a better footballer than Gerard and Alonso. No. Do you know no. what I mean? But for it. what he gives, his yeah. energy, his desire, as I said, it's a bit like the Carragher thing. You yeah. know that way? Sometimes it's more off the pitch. Yeah, the uh, leadership. You know, on the pitch, you know? Leadership, but you know what I mean? Those two are just so good. Couldn't do it. You know, another for me, Tomo, Tomo, yeah, for me, I love seeing players getting knocked and knocked and knocked and coming back and coming back and giving two fingers and giving two fingers. Yeah. And we've seen it a lot with Henderson. Now, obviously, you know, Alonso and Gerard stick out miles, but I love that player who sort of has to work for it. Um, mm-hmm. um, you know, Neville, you know, would have had to work for it. Sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. listen, it didn't come easy to Beckham either, lads. Uh, you yeah. know, there was there was times I went over to watch uh, watch him train at times, and he'd be there for hours. Um, you know. I should be saying that as Liverpool fan that was watching Beckham trying, but <laughs> listen, I had a contact to Carrington at that time. Nice. So. <laughs> well, uh, I just love that. that. Yeah, a player that we was him and Hanover as well is, is McManaman, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, left under the cloud with the whole Bosman thing. Um, and another mention who, again, another bad cloud, but Coutinho, he set the leg on fire. For a couple of years at Liverpool, connection could be dropping here now. We keep um, look. I know it's a controversial one, but Coutinho, man, he was one of the most yeah. dangerous players in the league for a couple of years off that left hand yeah. side. Yeah, he he cut in on that right. You're saying this game over, you know, he's he scoring, but again, saw thought the green, uh, the grass was greener, and uh, ultimately it hasn't been so. Yeah, no, I'm only joking, Tommy. He was Coutinho was a great player, and you're right, cutting in onto that right foot, he's shooting from blading everywhere, you know what yeah. I mean. Like, if he was 35 yards out, it was still a, a chance that he was going to blade and yeah. ping one in. And maybe didn't do it enough, probably a, a criticism, but for a few years, he was absolutely brilliant for Liverpool. And I think, yeah. um, you know, he, I think at a time when uh, Liverpool maybe needed that sort of player, Gerrard was probably coming to the end of his career. Him and Sturridge came in yeah. and gave him that. And then Suarez sort of overshone them or whatever but yeah interesting uh, show for Coutinho and the McManaman shout was interesting because he doesn't get a lot of um, a lot of love but as a player we've done shows before and we spoke about you know uh, some of the, the lads on the pod that are older even than me that would you know 
I'm 40, like, so I, I remember back the, the, all through the Premier League, but, you know, lads who be older, that would be, you know, more analytical at the time in the oh. 90s of, of the game. And, you know, McManaman was just amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he doesn't get that respect. He doesn't get, maybe it is because of the way he left. And he went on to have a very good career after, you know, he was a key player yeah. for Real Madrid. With winning what was it two Champions Leagues two with Champions Leagues, yeah. one of them, yeah. You know, yeah. and and this is the thing, as I said, I'm looking back and obviously we know Liverpool, you know, that most of the team has been in the last say ten years, you know, that way that we're kicking here, and uh, with the exception of one or two. But McManaman is the standout from the nineties, along with someone else obviously that's in my team um around that period. But as you say, unbelievable player. Uh, McManaman, a different type of player than I don't think you see very often in the Premier League yeah. um, especially around that period you know but just didn't get in my team unfortunately yeah no that that's it's a good show um, so that's you Tom you've got recap you've Rain in goal you've got a back three of Hippie Van Dijk and Carragher you've got two wing backs essentially of Trent and Robbo and you've Gerard and Alonso in the midfield so that's you're going to move on to yep. your forwards now in a minute yep. um, Gary you have We've the same bleeding players. You've got Van der Sar, you've got Neville, Erwin, Stam, and Rio in a back four. You've got a midfield three with Keane, Scholes, and Beckham, and then we'll come on to your forwards in a minute. But Keane, you still owe me, um, what do you owe me, two wide players, is it? Yeah, two yeah. wide players. You've yeah, so. You've to the rules. <laughs> um, so I want to go up my um, left midfielder um, first. Now, look, I know he wasn't. Really, Premier League era, he was only the early years, but I'm going to throw him in on the basis of technicality. I know it kind of goes against the grain, but I'm going John Barnes. Um, people talk to me, like, I didn't get the chance to watch him live, but I've watched videos of him. Like, most of my family are all Liverpool fans, and they talk to me about John Barnes, like, he was a sensational footballer. Like, to, to look, watch back clips of him and see how good of a footballer he was, he gets in on my left hand side. I think he'd excel um, in this team. Right-hand side, again, I don't know if I might get shot for this in the comments, but Mo Salah. Mo Salah has to get into this team. His production at Liverpool, like, he came in, like, after underperforming at Chelsea and people said he was going to be a flop. I'll hold my hands up here and I'll say straight out. I was unsure when Liverpool signed him. I was like, after seeing him at Chelsea, I was like, this could go either one or two ways. And he's after coming in and he's, like, his production, his goal scoring, and his overall consistency like at Liverpool, even this season, people might say he isn't having his best season. He's still Liverpool's top goal scorer and he was top goal scorer in the league for quite a long time then, until Harry Kane's after kicking on. Now again, in the last kind of couple of weeks in terms of the goal, race of the goal and boot, he's after passing Salah and Fernandez out. Um, but look, I have to go more Salah on the right. Um, I know you've had other great right wingers in the past, but when you look at him and his overall impact in terms of Winning, winning the league, win the Champions League, very big part of that. And he had a kind of a similar season to Ronaldo did when he scored the forty-two goals. Um, I think I believe it was was it the seventeen or eighteen or eighteen nineteen season. Comments might let me know. Um, he scored forty-four goals um, in a season, which look is is great for a winger. So, um, do you know? I so I would go um, Salah and Barnes on the two wings. I watched John Barnes when I was younger and John Barnes I don't Jesus think people realise how good John Barnes was um, oh my god like this fella was he was a left played on the left wing for Liverpool and and when he went to the Premier League he was more of a, a central midfield player because injury sort of derailed deep, him you know, he played, yeah he, he dropped deep into the midfield and that was because he got bad injuries 
But my God, John Barnes as a left winger was absolutely sensational. It was it was one of the I know a lot of lads that do this pod. He's the best player they've seen. You know what I mean? John Barnes is absolutely sensational. I'll let you have wasn't, him because wasn't I appreciate I, I, it, but his country over there, Keita. No, no, Jesus, no. He wasn't at all. Um, and it was look, it was the era as well. You know, I think yeah. you know the racial issues that went on. Yeah. John Barnes came to Liverpool. He suffered a lot of um, racial problems yeah. as well. You know what I mean? It was, it was just a different era. It's hard to get your head around. But we, we let you have Barnes because I put uh, well, I didn't put Rob's name. We gave him an honourable mention. Um, but yeah, John Barnes and 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 Mo Salah, good choices. You know, again. 442 for Kane, Alison Trent, Robertson, Van Dijk, Alonso, Gerard, Barnes, and Salah. I don't think you'll get too many uh, disagreeing with you there. Your forwards might be, um, you know, make or break for you here because there's a few options and it'll be interesting to see how you go. Uh, so we're on to our forward players now. So what we'll do is I will. I'll let, the, I'll let Thomas go again on this. So, Tom, you're going with. What, Three up, three up front, right? Three up front. Um, Many do you want? Do you want to trade them? Give me the trade them, and we'll talk about it. So, it is obviously Salah has to be in, um, without a doubt. For me, he's absolutely unbelievable player. Not not going to echo what Kane says, but everything he says is on the money, you know. Um, it was a toss up the next player, to be quite honest with you. It was between Suarez and Fernando Torres. For me, Torres at the time was I absolutely loved him. It was a guilty pleasure of mine how good he was um, for Spain that time as well and for, for Liverpool. The, gl- the flowing gold locks, he had everything, had absolutely everything demanded. The goal against Blackburn, catch on the volley over the shoulder, had everything, but he didn't make it. Uh, it's Suarez, particularly with Suarez. As much as the whole everything and the biting, you have to take it all. You have to take it all with Suarez. It's every bit of him, no pun intended. Um, but, the man was absolutely sensational. Um, I, it, was, it was actually a pleasure to watch him in the Premier League. It really was. Um, yeah. Third player then, look, he's not necessarily a left-sided forward, but it's Robbie Fowler. Um, yeah. When I first started watching football, Liverpool, it was Robbie Fowler. I know Mike alone won the Ballon d'Or and everything else, you know, won the league with United. I could have thrown him in and had an absolute mare in the comments, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's Robbie Fowler. You know, the nose band. Just every time we've seen him, that nose band on, wicked left foot, smashing goals in left, right and centre. It didn't matter how it came to him. So those three for me, absolute goal machines to trade him, you know. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be really short on goals there, Tom, you know what no. I mean? And look, I think they're great choices. I, I agree with everything you said there about Torres. I fucking love Torres. Um, Torres leaving Liverpool broke my heart a little bit. And it's the last player. It's not that I stopped caring about football, but it's sort of... You know, after that, you're like, you know, shit happens. Do you know what I mean? Just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was 30 years old. You know what I mean? I wasn't a young (laughs) player crying at Fernando Torres leaving, but it was just such, you know, he, it was like he was made for Liverpool and and everything. You're right. You know, the flowing locks, you know, everything about him. He was a poster boy. He was everything. You know what I mean? Outstanding. He was as strong as an ox. He was quick. He was, he was unbelievable. And, and he didn't come across as arrogant and all. He was just sort of player you could really love, you know? And yeah, but I I don't understand why you went with Suarez because, you know, you take the rough of the smooth with him. Oh, that's it. We all, we all love a player like that. We all love a player like Cantona. You yeah. have to take it. You know, just wants to win. Just wants to win. Yeah, you'd have him every day of the week in your team. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and it is. It's it's um, look what he's done afterwards as well. You know, Suarez goes on to Barcelona and fucking wins Champions League, and and now on chance of winning a league or Atletico. You know what I mean? Like he's he's a, he's a winner. That's what they even the handball in the World Cup for, against Ghana. Yeah. We'd all do it. <laughs> We'd what, all what do a, it. What a yeah. save! <laughs> it was him. It had to be him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then the celebration in the tunnel made it yeah. better. You know, yeah. it's oh, brilliant. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love his house and he's one of the best I've seen. But um, yeah. yeah, brilliant. Good choices, good choices. Keen, I'm going to come to you now and get your two forwards. Comments are going to kill me here. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> go, I'm going to have to say it straight out. I went to two forwards for me who have terrorised me as a United fan watching United versus Try the new Big Sky Burger at Roy Rogers. It's Smithfield pulled pork, beer battered onion rings, American cheese, and spicy barbecue sauce on a Kaiser bun. Have a cowboy kind of day at Roy's. Ain't no way you're going wrong. Hey, yeah. DoorDash and Uber Eats available at participating restaurants. Couple down the years. Um, I'm going with Suarez and Torres. I love Robbie Fowler. Great player. I didn't see Robbie Fowler towards kind of, I suppose, the end of his time. I didn't see him in his prime. So for me, I I, I don't throw him in in that regard. Great footballer. I always hear great, fantastic things about him. He, he's a Liverpool legend. But for me, watching kind of United, United Liverpool games down the years, them two lads terrorise us. And look, them two up front as a partnership, I think, would tear any defence apart. Like it, Suarez could even drop off even into that kind of the kind of centre forward role, do you know what I mean? And kind of drift around and get involved in the play as well. And Torres could be that kind of striker or front be the focal point. Um <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> the comments are killing you now, Keen, because similar to our, our John uh, John Arnaris <laughs> over Andy Robson. Read the room, pal, read the room. Um but no, great choices, great choices. Yeah, now change the stand Kyle will you? Controversial. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what though? I thought um Robbie Fowler probably would have been the more preferred option for Liverpool fans, to be quite honest, mm-hmm. ahead of one the two lads, to be fair. Like I think he's he's up there Liverpool folklore, like in terms of being being a legend. Like I think obviously look, Mike Lone is is obviously another option when you think about you know the the winning the ballon d'Or and kind of breaking in at a young age and kind of banging in the goals on a on a consistent basis. Like he was he was a fantastic footballer. It's pity kind of injuries kind of hampered him. Um, but look, I'll go Suarez and Torres just on the base of times playing against Manchester United. Two absolute, two absolute threats up front, and kind of like when you look at top Premier League strikers in the Premier League era, two of them are up there. Do you know what I mean? So I think I'll go with Suarez and Torres. Good choices, good choices. And so that rounds off the two lads' teams. And, you know, two great teams, like a lot of similarities. Uh, I know the, the different formations threw up different um, sort of options there. But, yeah, two great, two great uh, teams. Um, and it just goes to show, you know, the, the good players, people like good players. Mm-hmm. But you touched on something there, Keen, about, you know, Robbie Fowler. He was like the local the scallywag that done good, you know, where we talk about the boy that done well, Robbie Fowler is the epitome of our Liverpool fans. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, everything about him was just like, he could have been anyone. 
Do you know what I mean? And and it, it's the last of that era, you know, after that sort of Michael Owen comes in and it's all media trained and you would have seen yeah. the same at Manchester United. You know, the, the, the players yeah. are all sort of, you know, the, the times changed and Robbie Fowler was just, a, he was called God, you know what I mean? Liverpool fans loved Robbie Fowler. But you said it, Tom, some of the goals he scored were just fucking ridiculous. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like oh. he was absolutely lethal player from a young age. And again, one who suffered with injuries. Gar, what do you make of the lads' teams? Uh, any surprises or... No, no, I, I, I just because I look at the old continental formation, I'm gonna sway with Thomas. Uh, <laughs> with uh, 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 I just think uh, his front three is 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 uh, off the planet. Like you know, uh, Fowler could score goals anyway. Suarez as well. Torres, you, you look, they just give you everything, don't they? Really, no, Salah, he went. Uh, sorry, sorry, Salah. Apologies, apologies, sorry. Um, and Salah, quite listen, Salah, you know. Is you know, for Kano, he missed sort of he probably missed that the real the Robbie Fowler that week. The three of us yeah. would have would have saw as well. Um, it, it just it, his finishing prowess was was off the charts, like, um, you know, you know, and another sharehouse as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Salah at times can be a little, uh, little aggro, yeah, you know. Exactly, and you need that. You need that. But that that wraps up the the choices of the, the Liverpool eleven. So, Gary, I'm going to come back to you. You've gone with a front three. Um, let me hear it. Cantona misses out, Tom. All right, I know you're a, an old school United fan. I absolutely love Eric Cantona for his elegance for. You know what he brought you know at that time. Yeah, um, I think he was he he was a bargain. Um, his the whole aura of him, you know. Uh, but technically, I, I just loved you know. There's a picture in this house, believe it or not, signed of him in in midair going to trap a ball. Um, uh, I just thought that elegant elegance. Keita would know I'm a big Dennis Bergkamp fan, yeah. and uh, for people who can, you know, who will bring people into play or or score just magnificent goals. Um, for me, you know, I thought he was out of this world. Um, wouldn't get down on a lot of people in, in the chat as well. But the front three I stuck with was Rooney, Van Nistelrooy. yeah, and I'm going to stick Ronaldo in there for because I think he sort of dragged. Uh, not an, not an amazing United team for for that two years before he went, but he was asked to stay for two years by Ferguson, and and yeah. and, and he did well in those two years. To be fair to him, which obviously makes him to go on to be one of the best players in the world. So for me, yeah. that's my three. Vanessa Roy lads was I just thought I just thought Real was was unbelievable. Um, so that's, that's no yeah, he was this his strength, his his finishing prowess. Uh, he could get around the pitch as well. He he wouldn't just sit around the box. He he'd do everything. Oh, Jesus, look at that! <laughs> yeah. um, don't be too don't be too hard on that. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, well, seriously, I just I think Real was out of this world. Uh, Rooney, uh, I love a street footballer. Um, I love players who you you know. Sometimes you know you just knew that kid was out playing all the time when he banged that goal in for Everton against Arsenal from you know twenty five mm-hmm. yards out. You just knew that kid was going to go and do something. Um, you know, not 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 you know wouldn't have been to keep me and Keith looking at times. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> a straight footballer you don't get made them these days. Um, unfortunately. 
but yeah. he was he was something different that England didn't produce a lot of. Yeah. Um, um, for me, an incredible player went on to do incredible things. Not a great manager, but, but by the way, but uh, <laughs> to know what does it for me, guard as well. Like the amount of goals he scored without being yeah. a number nine. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was played on the left of a tree, or he's played it as a ten. Later on, even deep, he's still two hundred fifty something goals for United, two hundred sixty yeah. something. You know, outstanding player. I have to. That's my front three personally. I leave Canton out as well, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Can't make space from with them three, you know, outstanding. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Too. Go ahead, Keane, yeah. You I, I agree with that front yeah. three as well. Yeah, like if we, I, was, I was thinking coming on, I was like, will Wayne Rooney make it in? I was thinking, will Wayne, on, like, because obviously I've, I've watched different kind of channels and Rooney gets left out sometimes, you know, even on United shows or, or like other rival fans shows. So, I'm absolutely over the moon that Wayne Rooney's in that team. Kano, they're not real football channels are watching me. Yeah, <laughs> they need to get on and yeah, we will do our best. I'll tell you, I had a front two and I had Rooney and Van Nistelrooy as well. Um, for the same reasons that Gar has said, Rooney, street football, we spoke about Robbie Felder a minute ago about being, you know, just that sort of, you know, boy off the streets and Rooney's the exact same. He's just some bleeding little scruff off a council estate, you know what I mean? That <laughs> that was just out kicking balls, you know. You, you hear the stories of him, you know, he's out with his mates when he's 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 professional footballer and all and he's out having yeah. to kick him out with his mates, you know. He just loved to play football and as much as you can hate him, um as a rival, sorry, as a rival, as much as you can sort of he, he can get on your nerves and all that. He's such a good fucking player, you know. And I, I think Keen, you touched on your glad that he got in and it's interesting, you know, that United fans probably see it in the sense that others don't rate him. Now, obviously, me and Gar don't speak for for the whole of Liverpool fan base, but, it, you know, it's also interesting that we've both gone with Realme because I just think he had it all. You know, he, you mm-hmm. said it, Tom, he played everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and he still banged in goals. Ridiculous. Yeah. Van Nistelrooy, I agree, is one of the best centre-forwards I've seen in the Premier League. He was an absolute fucking dead eye. I, you know, didn't score many outside the box, but you got that many inside the box. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be, yeah, you wouldn't be putting an X beside him for that. But there was other players, you know, players. Um, Robin van Persie's getting a lot of love in the chat. York, Jesus, Jesus. you know, yeah, York, Cole, York, like, and Cole, yeah, Salzgard as well has to get a mention. You know, ten oh, years at United. No, he's very, Teddy Getting him as well. That's a good show. Carlos Tevez. Tevez. Um, oh. Dimitar Berbatov. See, Tevez, right? Why now? Because he went to City. You know what I mean? He was a bit of a hothead. You know what I mean? Like, but as you know, a player, if you listen to Rooney, though, Keith, Rooney yeah. says he was the best player or his best forward partner he played yeah. was Tevez, which yeah. is. It's interesting, like yeah. you know that way considering obviously it was only two years and but obviously he won everything in yeah. those two years, you know. But uh well similar type of players, wouldn't he? Like they were yeah, both yeah. that sort of scruffy little, little players, players, as you say, you know. Yeah. You know, but uh, unbelievable. Berbatov as well. I yeah. I can't remember how many rows I have at the outflow over Berbatov because he'd score five one week, I wouldn't score at ten games. Yeah. He's very like that ball. So which side are you on? You were defending him. You were like, I stand him at times. I love you know, him. Was, was then he then he put the hat trick in against uh, yeah. against ourselves and all was forgiven. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 
ah yeah that's allowed that's allowed but yeah there was some great strikers York and Cole that, that treble winning yeah. season you know they, they were brilliant Sheringham done a great job another one we were talking about earlier Gar, was Louis Saha a player that suffered with you know injuries you know it, was, it, it didn't pan out for him at Manchester United but you well, know, it was in was Old Trafford, a... uh, Keith, and uh, the lads, uh, when you know, I'll play Fulham, you know, uh, Fulham beat them 2 1. Uh, my wife is a, is a mank, by the way, lads. <laughs> we are spending a lot of time uh, on training grounds and staying. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, no, we, we were in Old Trafford today at Fulham, uh, beat, you know, the new, new show was 2 1. And when I say it was probably one of the best centre forward uh, performances, Louis Saha ran United ragged. And I actually turned to Linda and I said, Bet you know it's him. And, and 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 he went and did it. He was unbelievable, lads. When I say he bounced off defenders, yeah. he had strength, he had pace, he could bring people into play. But it's, it's such a shame that his injuries, you know, di- didn't give him the, the yeah. impact as far as that he would have had because he was different gravy, lads. Yeah, you know, and fairness to him, he did have a good career then with Everton. You know, with a few yeah. years there where he was the main man, but yeah, really, I liked him a lot. And do you know what I think killed him as well? He missed that tenno against Celtic yeah. in the Champions League. And I think the fans at that point just said had enough of him. Yeah. You know, and I don't think he lasted much longer than that. I think he, that might have actually been his last year, 2007. And he was yeah. gone then, you know, that way. So, yeah, really, he was, he was underrated at times, you know. Yeah, very good player, very good player. But when you look at it, and it's probably similar, you know, if I was to ask, if I was to say, um, my the best Manchester United team I've seen in the Premier League was the away sort of Manchester United team. It wasn't the treble winning team, and it wasn't Ferguson's first team. Mm. It was that treble winning team. Oh, not the sorry, not the treble team. The the European Cup winning team sure, with yeah. Rooney with Ronaldo. And like I said, Ronaldo didn't make my team only because I didn't put him on the right for Beckham I felt he, yeah. he flourished afterwards I should have put him on the fucking left I don't know what I was thinking <laughs> but hell and ever you know that team was sensational but the midfield was just absolute jobbers in, in that squad you know it was you're talking about Carrick as a good player like um, Fletcher was playing Park was playing um, oh, I love Park. you know Park was a great player a great player the type of squad man you need but these yeah. were the type of players that was never built on a midfield and Liverpool's league winning team as well was very similar. 100%. You have this, it's it's nearly a parallel team because you have mm. the front three at Liverpool sure. last year, you yeah. had the front three at United and you just had Walkman team yeah. midfield in there, you know, and, and it was a solid defence behind that and it, it's just so, you know, parallel what the, the two teams were like. Hargreaves so, uh, was very good that year sitting as well. Owen Hargreaves, four Hargreaves is another one with injuries, can't stand him. No. Can't stand him at all. He, he makes his living off that season that you know it's to be honest with you. Now he won it with Munich and all that. Yeah. But he, he, he see him on BT, oh, Scolzi and Rio. I'm sure they're looking at him saying, You are a muck, mate. Yeah. You know, we've seen it in the in the on the table more than we've seen it on the pitch. So hard me. It must be frustrating when you have a player like that, you know, that, that yeah. is a good player and has pedigree and is injured all the time, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've seen at Liverpool as well with players and you know, it's it, it must be a blade nightmare when you see them and you just can't look at Liverpool. Joe Matip for me is one of the best centre backs in Europe. He's never fit. Do you know what I mean? He can't stay yeah. fit. And mm. it's stupid little injuries that keep him out, you know. So there's there's always players that frustrate you like that. But look, the, it's funny, the teams are very similar. They're, they're nearly identical the way we've we've gone. So thanks, lads, for coming on. I've kept this for over an hour and a half. Um Robbie G says Kate, the Kate is another one, yeah, that's always injured and yeah. just 
could be, you know, yeah. in FIFA, I'm sure he's great when, when injuries <laughs> don't matter, but in real life, it's just so frustrating. And there's players like that all down through the years. But anyway, what we'll do, I'll put these up on our Twitter page. Uh, we'll get the teams up and we'll put it to a vote to see what the people think. Who was the the most dangerous team Um like I said, it's it's a bit of a bleed mad one because the United fans are putting up the Liverpool teams and the Liverpool fans are putting up the United teams. But however, so look, lads, I just want to thank you for coming on. Um, Keen, like I said, I've been on plenty of your shows. Thanks very much for coming on and doing this tonight. Thanks very much, lads. Thanks very much for having me on. Look, again, as I said, it's great to come on a Liverpool channel. I've been on many different United channels and it's kind of good to come on a rival channel and actually... Do you know, get your perspective on our football club? Do you know what I mean? It's 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 yeah. good to see that. And look again, I'd love love to get you guys on my channel again. And you know, it's just good to be here. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Look, it's it's. I think it's important that you can go on channels and it's not snidey and it's not fucking, you know, any any ridiculous carry on. Because I say all the time, yeah. the, the the biggest clubs are Manchester United and Liverpool. They're so alike, you know what I mean? And uh, they're the only clubs that really count in England. In fairness, but you know, it's great to have you on. And Tom. Thanks very much for jumping on as well. Great to have Thanks. you. Thanks, yeah. Pleasure coming on, man. Yeah, really appreciate it. Um, obviously, I don't know how the, the, the feelings are going to be now after the result tonight. Um, and then on Thursday, you know, you might, you might be uh, fr- might be busy on Thursday nights next season now. But Well, um, you had to get that day again, didn't I you? To, you know, just at the end there. Hope yeah, enjoyed that one. You know, thanks for having me on, <laughs> No problem at all. No problem at all. And before I let you go, lads, give a shout out to where the people can find you if they want to check out his shows. Kim, where can they get you? Yes, you can catch me over on the weekly Armchair Kickoff podcast. We ca- cover everything Manchester United, but also we do cover um, the London clubs as well, such as Chelsea, Arsenal, Spurs, and we do have an all women's podcast over there as well. Um, Three Devils and a Gunner as well. So do check us out. We have our Manchester United versus Liverpool preview tomorrow at eight pm. Good stuff, good stuff. And Tom, what about yourself? Yeah, the Offside Trap podcast uh, on Monday nights. Obviously, we have like a Premier League roundup show, match of the day still. Um, and uh, that's on our website, theoffsidetrap.ie, or on YouTube, as I said. But uh, three lads, obviously, two United fans and a Leeds fan. So, yeah, there does be war. Don't watch uh, last night's episode. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. And Gar, thank you very much for joining me as usual, my friend. Thanks, Keith. Lads, absolute pleasure to meet you, Keanu and Tom. Um, and thanks, I'm sure, sure we'll see you down the road very very soon that's stuff. Uh, and thanks for everyone in the chat for having a like I said a bit of laugh a bit of buzz we just said we tried something different uh, for the week that's in it fill in a bit of content so thanks for joining us tonight we've been the Fatback Force special and we'll see you all again soon for confidence in your financial plan look for a CFP professional when your financial advisor earns the CFP certification it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning all in your best interest so with a CFP professional you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow three letters do make a difference visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional Introducing Force Factor Fundamentals. Exclusively at the Vitamin Shop, these men's health essentials have clinically studied ingredients like biopurine for enhanced absorption. Yohimbine, pine bark, and L-arginine can help you strengthen blood flow and heighten passion with doses that may bring you the results you crave. Now you can save 20% on Force Factor, including the fundamentals at the Vitamin Shop. Get these men's health game changers in your life at any The Vitamin Shop store or vitaminshop.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.